what is going on my name is nolan welcome back to the roadside repair show i am so sorry about our lack of uploading uh the schedule has been unbelievably busy lately it's no excuse though so i guarantee for the rest of december we will have minimum four uploads a week every sunday we're going to be aiming to do our weekly update and throughout the rest of the week at least three days of other content creation i'm really looking forward to it as always under 30 minutes we want to get you going on your day but we want to let you know what's going on in the world of sports so today we're going to be reviewing a couple things that have been going on because i'm a little bit behind we're going to get into everything each week individually but the main three things we're going to be talking about today is the nba draft results espn's top 100 nba players and the 2020 nfl playoff picture so please stick around if you'd like to listen 30 minutes at always let's just get right into it so the nba draft pretty good night i'd say uh most teams went how i thought they would my mock draft looked pretty strong however there were a few surprises uh we're just gonna look really into the first round maybe going to the second round a little bit to talk about some steals but let's just review the lottery real quick number one the timberwolves took anthony edwards I think this was the obvious choice. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Obviously, they just got back Ricky Rubio, but your core of Carl Anthony Towns. By the way, Carl Anthony Towns has been going through a lot right now. Lost a lot of family members, obviously. Uh, infamously lost his mother. So prayers out to you, Kat. I uh, hope you're doing all right there. Um, so him and D'Angelo Russell, you've got other good pieces like Ricky Rubio. Um and now you're drafting Anthony Edwards, and I just love it. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, Beasley's been playing out of his mind. Obviously, the question has been his work ethic after some interesting comments, pre-draft interviews, uh, saying he'd prefer to go to the NFL today. But I think it was the obvious choice. Number two, the Warriors, James Wiseman. Again, I think it was the obvious pick. Was it the most interesting pick? No. I don't think it's really going to turn any heads. It's not really anything special, but I think it's 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 what people expected them to do, and it makes sense. They need a big man for their roster. Their roster is still incredibly talented. Clay Thompson, please get well soon. Uh, I am no Warriors fan, but I don't know of a single guy who doesn't love Clay. He's a competitor. He's a fun guy. A great person to have for the NBA and its image. Uh, get well soon, but still... When this team gets healthy, you're looking at Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, James Wiseman starting lineup. Then you got the likes of Kelly Oubre off the bench, uh, Eric Paschal, Nico Mannion, other rookie they drafted. It's going to be a nice team. The Warriors dynasty, though, the, the dynasty as we know it may have come to an end. This team's still going to make some noise in the West this year. Number three, the Hornets take LaMelo Ball. Now this pick is so much fun it's so much fun obviously they overpaid for gordon hayward was it as bad as everyone says in my opinion no obviously a 120 million dollar contract on gordon hayward isn't necessarily what you like to see especially with someone as injury prone but you got to understand as the fourth option at, on a contender in the east and obviously the east is so top heavy but the fourth option on a contender in the east when healthy, he's putting up 17 points a game. At first, I expect him to be the main option, eventually playing second fiddle, fiddle to LaMelo Ball, but P.J. Washington, 
obviously you've got um Devontae graham i think this team can be fun playoffs maybe not yet but i really do think this team is showing me something i like bulls take patrick williams um this is the first pick that i'm not in love with i think it surprised a lot of people uh with them going patrick williams obviously you know they think they got their guy i think if anyone who was taken top three had fallen to them they would have taken them without hesitation um but they really they they've constantly said that he's their guy you know he gets it he fits their system 68225 for a small forward it fits all right it's the question is how are you going to build around zach levine with that um my opinion they should have gone point guard uh honestly if i'm then i might take a risk on tyrese halliburton but it's not the worst pick i'm not a huge fan it's a good it's all right Number five, Cleveland Cavs take Isaac Okoro. I think this is another pick that kind of surprised people, but I'm not exactly sure why. Um, obviously, the the problem is he's six six at a small forward, so probably playing shooting guard at a team where your problem is having too many, um, you know, having too many guards. But the thing is, the Cavaliers just cannot play defense. The fact that Andre Drummond is your best defensive player, arguably anchoring your defense. I don't know if you can hear the air quotes through this microphone, but he is your defensive anchor. The one thing I can say is the past couple days, apparently Cavs players have been saying that the man is a workhorse on the defensive side of the ball, and he is willing to do anything. Um, so, you know, who knows? Maybe the Cavs are on the up and up. I think they're doing the tank job well. I think we all want to see Kevin Love on a real contender. Also, I got a shout out. I'm a Penn State fan. Huge shout out to Lamar Stevens making the G League team on a two-way. I think he can be a really solid bench piece for years to come. Number six, Hawks. Onyeke, Onyeke Okongwu. I'm terrible at that name. However, another fantastic pick. I love what the Hawks are doing. I'll admit, I was wrong. I thought Trey Young... I really thought that was a misfire, but it really seems that they are going for their playoff push this year. I don't know if he'll be coming off the bench with uh, under Capella and Gallinari, but you also got the likes of bringing in Bogdanovich. You bring in Rondo. There's a lot of really, really interesting moves. This is one of the teams that I don't think anyone's going to be able to predict the starting lineup. And I kind of like that. Uh, Pistons take Killian Hayes at number seven. Again, I would have gone Halliburton here, personally. I think that uh, he's the best guard, uh, point guard behind LaMelo Ball in the draft. I really, really like everything that uh, Halliburton's got for him. But still, actually, not a bad pick by any means. I think having Derek Rose saying he'll come off the bench uh, for him, I think that's a class act from him. He's Derek Rose is such a good guy. How can't you like him? But I think that'll really do well for Killian Hayes. I see a solid NBA player in him. Still, I like uh, Halburn's potential. Number eight, uh, the Knicks take Obi Toppin. I think they're just thrilled Toppin falls this far. I personally, potential wise, like Denny over Obi at this point, but for where the Knicks are at, Obi's the obvious pick. You get to send him home. He seemed 
really, really emotional draft night. I don't blame him. He got to play for his hometown team. Just huge congratulations to you, Obi. Uh, this is a good team for him to be on. Obviously, the whole power forward situation really needs to be handled. I expect Julius Randle to be... If they can manage a first round in a declining contract or two seconds or a protected first for Julius Randle, I think they could be doing something. But dare I say it, the Knicks, my least favorite team of all of professional sports, are making good moves. I like what they're doing this offseason. I really do. So Knicks, you're on the up and up. Number nine, the Wizards take Denny Avdija, and I am saying it now, steal of the night. This man is a, a no pun intended, wizard with the basketball. He, he has all these intangible aspects of understanding how the floor is moving. He makes the floor more open, not even by being the best player on the court. Just him being on the floor makes your offense run more efficiently. It's one of those players that might not necessarily pass the stats test, but he passes the eye test. His way of playing is so easy on the eyes. Um, so much fun. He's not going to be your electric player. You know, he's not going to be like your, your LaMelo ball. He's not going to be your OB top end, probably bringing in the huge points off rookie years, but I'm high on the pick. I love the pick. Uh, and last one we're going to talk about today, Jalen Smith to the Suns. I get that the point is that you're filling a role that you need. Um, going for him is such a safe pick supposedly but i feel like it's such a reach like it's such a reach there were so many better options for that power forward center option in my personal opinion uh like if you just want to get a couple names out of the way i think Personally, and again, I understand that there were a lot. I think Obi Toppin was probably the best option. I probably would have gone Precious ahead of him, and I probably would have gone maybe Xavier Tillman ahead of him. I I had him as possibly falling into the late first, second round. I thought no chance he was a lottery talent like i've watched him play and he's all right don't get me wrong but i don't know about him as a lottery player let alone top 10 player i think chris paul is going to make him look great chris paul always makes lob threats look great look at deandre jordan look at blake griffin obviously both very very talented nba players on their own but chris paul just elevates them to a whole nother level but we'll see I think Jalen Smith can prove me wrong, but of the top 10, I'll say either him or Patrick Williams would be my least favorite picks. But overall, very strong draft class. It's going to be fun to watch. All right, right on into it. Let's talk about the ESPN top 10 list. My favorite quote, it's pretty straight up, a worst I've ever seen. There is a whole lot that needs to go down. And there's so much I could talk about, but... I'm just going to talk about three things. Three three people I want to talk about. We'll start with the lowest ranked, and then we will move our way up. Let's talk about Lonzo Ball. Lonzo, uh, is, he's such a confusing player. 
to somehow comprehend almost. Uh, looking at last year, uh, Lonzo Ball was ranked 68th, and D'Angelo Russell was ranked 26th, uh, coming after D'Angelo Russell's all-star season. This is right when Lonzo Ball had been traded to the Pelicans. Now, how do I, how do I put this? This is atrocious to have Lonzo... Lonzo already that high, like having Lonzo ball at a near top 50 player, I'm not a fan of. I like Lonzo, don't get me wrong, but he is not a top 50 player in the NBA. Uh, The people he's ahead of include the likes of John Wall at 81. Now, I understand John Wall hasn't played in, I think it's about two years at this point, but John Wall was so good. John Wall, playoff John Wall is a top 15 player like and if if you disagree you did not watch him back in the day like 2016 when he was the man on those wizards teams i remember 2k16 there was an 87 overall john wall card oh my gosh that thing was insane by the way john wall russell westbrook russell westbrook my favorite nba player of all time i love the trade i love 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 the trade i think right as the nba season starts i'll talk about every trade and my thoughts on it love that trade so much uh, but yes, 81 John Wall, Aaron Gordon, 78. I think that's an okay spot for Aaron Gordon. Maybe he should be in the high 60s, you know, that 60, 69, 68 region. But uh, I don't know about that with Lonzo Ball. Blake Griffin at 65, that's egregious. Blake Griffin, I know he came off a bad, bad year, but he's still a top 50 player. It was bad by his standards, but he is a top 50 player. You cannot change my mind on that. Uh, and of course, D'Angelo Russell at 69. You think that Lonzo Ball is 15 players. There are 15 players that are better than D'Angelo Russell that are worse than Lonzo Ball. That is absurd. That is absurd. I I can't even believe that I can say that someone wrote that. That that that's the worst part of this. Actually, no, that's not even the worst part of this, but we'll get into it. Lonzo Ball, you're great. Lonzo Ball, you're my guy, but no, absolutely not. Speaking of my man, Russell Westbrook as the 36th best player. Absurd. I feel like I'm using that word quite a bit. We'll go, let's go for a different word for this one. Ludicrous. Russell Westbrook at 30. You just tell me there are 35 players better than Russell Westbrook. Some of them, I agree, but we'll probably have a better season. Like Devin Booker at 17, Chris Paul, 15. Things like that don't really upset me. But Ben Simmons at 16, I if you think Ben Simmons is going to be better than Russell Westbrook, especially with the new change of scenery, I think you're crazy. You're just, you're wrong on that one and I won't hear it. But the one that upsets me the most about it, well, there are two that are a little crazy crazy um john moran at 31 again if you think john john moran is right around probably 7 to 10 best point guard in the nba right now even off and off season if you say that russell westbrook is not a top five point guard in the nba absurd i'm not going to argue top three anymore because my top three set in stone is stephen curry number one 
Luka Doncic number two, Damian Lillard number three. I'd probably put Kyrie Irving four and Russell Westbrook five. Some point guards that are ahead of Russell Westbrook that aren't those names. Jamal Murray, John Morant. Maybe you could put Chris Paul in that conversation for that fifth place. So I could, you could say that Chris Paul is better than Russell Westbrook. I'm okay with that. Uh, ben Simmons is ahead of him, if you even call him that. Uh, obviously, LeBron James, but no one knows what position that man plays at this point. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. You're telling me that Russell Westbrook is not a top 20 player. I would put Russell Westbrook right around the 20 mark, and I think that's low. My heart wants to put Russell Westbrook right around 15. But I know that's I know that that's not right. That's me being a, a Thunder fan, absolute Russell Westbrook fanboy. I know that's wrong. But let's get into what I think is the most absurd thing I have ever read in my life. And we're not even really going to talk talk about Dame being over Steph Curry. I think that's wrong. Luca being over both of them. Luca should be over Dame, but not over Steph Curry. Anthony Davis at two. It's not the worst take in the world, but I'd have him right around five. It's it's Zion. Zion played 20 and a handful of games. Zion had to learn how to walk again. Like they taught him to run in a different way. And please, I'm not hating on Zion. This is not Zion slander. In the games Zion has played in, he's shown unbelievable potential, unbelievable skill, some flashes of defense. He's not a great defender. He is not even a good defender yet, but he's shown some flashes of defensive potential. But he, he's a freight train. Obviously, that play style, as we've seen with players like John Wall, don't always pay off. But you're telling me that Zion Williamson, after 24 games, which is less than, well, a little more than a quarter of a regular season, like an actual regular season, is the 19th best player in the league. Not only did Rookie of the Year John Morant come in 31, Russell Westbrook in 36. Jamal Murray, a little bit of recency bias, 21. Paul George at 20. And you have Zion Williamson as be a better basketball player than all of them. I can't, I can't deal with that. That's absolutely absurd. This list is absurd. Worst I've ever seen, honestly, I don't think it's that far off. I've seen some bad takes before. But this is atrocious. I mean, it's horrible. Bam Adebayo at 13. They have Bam Adebayo ranked above Joel Embiid. I am not a Joel Embiid fan, and I am a Bam Adebayo fan, but you've got to switch those. You 100% have to switch those. I would like to argue that Bam Adebayo is better than Rudy Gobert, and will this season prove that he's the clear number number three or four because of Carl Anthony Towns, center in the league, with Jokic at one and Embiid at two? Then Cat and Bam fighting for that 3-4 spot and Rudy at 5. But the list is terrible. I'd suggest reading it if you'd like a good laugh. Uh, but also at the same time, you might want to avert your eyes. Alright, NFL. We are going to play a little bit of a game, what I like to call contenders versus pretenders. We are going to go through the AFC and the NFC, people who are currently seated uh in that top seven in the new playoff format which by the way fantastic job nfl i think this is absolutely the way it should go however not fantastic job nfl roger roger buddy this is straight to you straight to you roger what are you doing 
you, you you look like a fool every time you go on TV and say everything's fine when we clearly see everything is not fine. You're letting your little Ravens get three delays while making the Broncos play without a quarterback. I mean, come, come on. You've got to be kidding me. I... Roger Goodell makes me mad. However... It's fine. Let's focus. Contenders, pretenders. Let's start with the good old AFC. Steelers Nation, rise up. I'm a Steelers fan. Um, yeah, we lost to the Washington football team. Yes, they don't have a name. Yes, it's funny. I know. It's slanderous. We played terrible. I think that the Alex Smith thing, taking the football off the field for a free three points, I think it's kind of garbage. But then again, if any fan of a team that that happens to is going to say that's garbage, it's the fact that they got five days rest to the football team's 12. That's what upsets me. I think most teams, if given 12 days to prepare, uh, will beat a team only given five. I think that's just common sense, personally. But it is what it is. Steelers' defense is the best in the league. The offense can be slow. It can be halted. But they get the job done. They aver- I think they're top 10 in average points scored. They get, I think it's about 28-something a game. Absolute contenders. Uh, if you don't think they are, I think you're wrong. Chiefs number two, contenders. I'm not even going to explain it. Even when their defense has been somewhat lackluster in some games, Patrick Mahomes makes you a contender. Having the combination of Tyreek uh, Hill and Travis Kelsey makes you a contender. There's nothing else to say. Buffalo Bills, I am in love with the Bills. I've talked about them earlier this season. Josh Allen is going to be an MVP candidate. Maybe not as high as I predicted, but top five quarterback this year for sure. 100% sold on them. First pretender, the Titans. Titans came in with huge expectations after taking out the Patriots, effectively killing the Patriots dynasty. They'll all argue it was the Miami Dolphins, but it's an argument for another day. High expectations. They are not as good as their record. They are. I you, I can see the argument that the Steelers are not as good as their 11-1, but there's no team that is not as good as their record as the Titans, in my opinion. Um, you, you can't lose to the Browns like that. You just can't. It seems like they're so, so spotty when they play the Colts. And don't get me wrong, the Colts are a good team, but especially a team in your own division, if you want to be a real contender, you got to show that, like, in your conference, you're the best. In your division, you're the best. You you got to really show that to me before I'm going to believe it. Browns. Uh, this is a weird one. They're, they're in a weird, weird spot. I think they're overperforming. I think their schedule is, is pretty easy this year. Um, but I love them. I love what the Browns have put together. Very competent defense. Uh, coach of the year in Stefanski. Uh, definitely a candidate. Baker Mayfield's the problem slash the answer. It's once he can get consistent quarterback play like rookie Baker, minus all the rookie mistakes he still seems to love to make. I'm going to say they're pretenders, but they are on the up and up for sure. That offense is explosive. Miami Dolphins, it pains me to say that these guys are pretenders. I do love the Dolphins. I love, love, love the Dolphins. They are fun to watch. Tua is probably my favorite rookie to watch. Don't get me wrong. Justin Jefferson, Chase Claypool, uh, Chase Young, um, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow before his ACL. Joe, I hope you get well. You can be one of the best to do it. Tua is my favorite to watch. I'm not sure what it is. There's just a way he plays quarterback that is so beautiful. 
Um, their offense, high power. Their defense, amazing, amazing job by them. It's just not ready yet. It's, 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 you've taken the cookies out of the oven and they're kind of warm and gooey and they taste pretty good. But if you leave them in for another year or two, you're really looking at something. The Dolphins are going to be in business for a while now. And finally, the Colts. The Colts are pretenders. However, if I have to pick any team right now in the AFC to pull off like a real first round upset, I'm picking the Colts. I, they're either going to end up playing the Chiefs or the Bills. Most likely the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs are going to be hard, hard to beat in the playoffs. But if there's one team out of Browns, Dolphins, Colts, I trust the most to win in that first round game. It's got to be the Colts. I honestly believe in Phillip Rivers in the playoffs. And I know that's hard to say, knowing some of the choke jobs he's put up. But compared to Baker, compared to Tua, even if they put in Fitzmagic, I trust Phillip Rivers the most. Uh, solid run game anchoring obviously it's anchored by in my opinion the second best defense in the league um third third best defense of the league it's not it's it's they're they're a piece away they're one or two pieces away like an elite running back up an average to good quarterback um um, like if T.Y. Hilton was back in his prime, all of that could make things very different. And I could see them in that four spot where the Titans are, but that's not the case. So uh, out of other people looking, I really do not believe in uh, Vegas, Baltimore, New England of the three that are kind of looking in, trying to get that playoff spot. I don't see it happening. If I'm being honest, Vegas is too inconsistent. Baltimore, I'm not even sure what to say about them. They confuse me. And New England's just not a good team anymore. I'm sorry. The Saints, absolute contenders. Absolute, absolute. When they're this good with a backup quarterback who's more or less a glorified running back, imagine what they're going to do with their real quarterback. Their defense is fantastic. Taysom Hill's been playing fantastic. Their offense is seemingly unstoppable. Packers, you can never count out the Packers. I'm a Steelers fan. I learned that the hard way. You can never count out the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, I think, the more fun pick for MVP. I think it's going to be Mahomes, but Aaron Rodgers is the fun pick. He's got swag. I don't know how you can't love A-Rod. Uh, absolute contenders. The Rams, this team surprised me. I would have come in this year and said that this team was not going to do well in uh, the NFC. I was not a believer. Uh, they have shocked me. Absolute contenders. Second best defense in the league. I said third is Colts, one is Steelers. I love what the Rams are doing. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the league, and it really, really does not help. To uh, does not hurt to have Jalen Ramsey. The Giants, honestly, uh, they're not contenders. Let me start by saying they are not contenders. However, the Giants versus uh, football team race is going to be way more fun than anyone thought. I trust the football team more in the playoffs only because of defense, but I've liked what I've seen of the Giants lately. They're not contenders, but they might make a first round matchup interesting. Unless it's to the Seahawks, which it is right now. Let Russ cook. I know he's gotten cool later into the season. You can never count out Russell Wilson. Oh, never, 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 never. Russell Wilson coming into the year uh, had some to prove. I think he's proven it. Probably finishing third in MVP voting this year. What else can you ask from this guy? Obviously, you want him to clean it up, but 
he's making it out of the first round. The Buccaneers. Ah, oh, the Buccaneers. It's the definition of inconsistency that upsets me. You'll see them blow out teams that you think deserve to win, and then you'll see them put up three points. I mean, Tom Brady's getting washed up. I don't think he's quite the system quarterback he's been accused of being, but he's not himself. It's not 2007 anymore. The receivers seem to have constant struggles. Gronk seems to be confused if it's... 2014 or if he's supposed to be partying in Miami but where this team is going I don't know I see them either losing in the first round or making it to the Super Bowl with absolutely no in between but I can't predict it and Vikings it is so fun to talk about the Vikings pretenders Kirk your speeches aren't winning you games I'm sorry Justin Jefferson you're fun to watch um defense softer than cheesecake i don't know what to say they're the fact that they're going to slip into the playoffs kind of upsets me they're stuck in this mediocrity zone um looking at our other teams that could make it in arizona i don't really see it happening i honestly like the vikings schedule more than arizona's schedule at this point they're gonna mistake into the playoffs chicago you're a joke detroit you fired Patricia, you're headed the right way, but you're still a joke. San Fran, injury bug, I've never seen hit a team so hard. And football team, honestly, might make the push over the Giants. Who can I see really winning the Super Bowl? Uh, give me five teams. The Steelers, the Chiefs, the Saints, the Packers, the Rams. Any one of those teams. And if I want to be fun, let's be fun. I'll throw in the Seahawks and the Bills. Those are my teams that I think can really compete for the Super Bowl. Well, folks, that's about all the time we've had for today. Let me know if you got anything you want to say. As always, I'm Nolan. This is the Roadside Repair Show. We'll see you next time.